0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Pee Wee Championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.
2: There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex. craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free
3: infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, April 12th. Your boy is dragging this morning. Oh, man, it was a late night at the crypt. Lakers, oh, what, what? <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Lakers outlast lakers survive i mean it was an unbelievable performance by the lakers down the stretch after basically three quarters of garbage i've got a lot to rant about lakers beat the timberwolves without gobert without nas Reed, without Jaden mcdaniels lakers did not look good they advance to face the hated memphis grizzlies uh there were chants last night at the crypt we want memphis do, 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 do. we want memphis like laker fans are excited they're not afraid there's zero fear that being said <laughs> lakers did not look particularly sharp at all in i mean for basically i don't i think they might have had one lead or two briefly and then didn't lead again until the dennis shooter three with 1.4 seconds left um to give them the lead of course they screwed that up but at any rate um it's just it was one of those games just mind-boggling how bad the lakers were oh by the way timberwolves cover hello thank you you're welcome and uh oh by the way the miami heat now it's funny i chickened out my buddy dan who went to the lakers game with me and my uh my pal jeff he's got season tickets he brought his two kids and dan's like so you were chickening out huh uh, uh, uh of the as it was in the car and uh, on the way to the lakers game and of course the hawks are just leading wire to wire against miami we'll get into the hawks I, I don't think people care as much about the result they beat miami i gave them out with the points uh both dogs cover both road teams cover um nearly both won outright but uh we'll get into the hawks later listen they advanced to face the celtics i don't think they have much of a chance if they had faced the bucks i <laughs> that could be spicy because the bucks we'll see about middleton but um I like this Hawks team a lot. I don't like what they did to Trey Young this week, but we'll talk about that shortly. I, I'm just, I'm not going to, uh, sorry, I'm not going to really do much on that game just because, you know, it. it the Hawks basically led the entire way. Uh, Trey Young was very good. Uh, DeJounte Murray was solid. Sadiq Bay, like they've got a good, good eight-man rotation. Jalen Johnson, tossed him in. He, he was solid, but we'll get to the Hawks in a minute. I, I think the key story here has to be the Lakers. And it's funny because, Lakers fans, there's no middle ground at all with the Lakers. It's, well, they're going to miss the playoffs. That was me. They're not good. To, oh my gosh, AD's back. Lakers are healthy. Lakers could go to the finals. Lakers are super dangerous. And then they lay a massive egg for three quarters at home against a Wolves team that was without three of their top. I mean, I guess we could go through. Wolves were without three of their top. Nine players? Eight? I mean, honestly, coming off the bench, uh, Alexander Walker, the kid out of Virginia Tech, had a solid game. Noel probably is not playing much. McLaughlin had a rough one, uh, 0 for 5. The kid, Knight, did not play in the second half. And oh, by the way, this was with Carl Anthony Towns struggling massively with foul trouble. And, uh, you know, Kyle Anderson had a pretty solid game. Mike Conley was unbelievable. Uh, Minnesota, 16 threes. Yet somehow the Lakers win. And I'm not going to sit here and go in depth about, you know, exactly what on earth happened, but I will just say this. My instant reaction, like walking out of the crypt last night was, okay, on one hand, that did not look like a Lakers team ready to challenge in the West, much less win two games against Memphis. Okay. That being said, I like the Lakers in game one. I will do best bets at the end for tonight's two games. They're not as great games, and I don't have as great of a read as I did on last night's games. But Memphis is only favored by three. And now the the league, you know, Lakers play Tuesday, so you would think, oh, they'll play Saturday. No, 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 no. Sunday's the marquee TV day, right? You can get a better TV rating on a Sunday. More people are at home as opposed to Saturday. People are honeydews. Dads are playing golf. Kids have sports. So Lakers get an extra day. They will rest today. They will rest Thursday. I would assume Friday or Saturday they'll travel. One of those two, and they'll they'll have plenty of time. And they will need it because Anthony Davis, despite playing forty three minutes, was laboring. Uh, it was his lower back. He was gripping his arm, his shoulder, his collarbone. Like he's just getting banged around. Like there's zero chance that Anthony Davis is staying healthy through like three postseason series to get to the final. It's just I, I cannot see that happening. Um, LeBron 45 minutes at the end of the game after the Lakers had survived at midcourt LeBron and AD are just both bent over just like gasping for air talking Uh, LeBron really chewed AD out after that moronic foul of Mike Conley with with one tenth of a second left when Conley drilled three free throws to go to overtime um but I I don't know what was going on with the official score because they only have LeBron for five turnovers. That seems way low. He he did that. Listen, he had 30, 10, 6, um, shot over 50% from the field, 50% from three, made all his free throws. Look, LeBron had a good game. But I, there must have been at least seven or, seven or eight turnovers. It, it was a rough one passing for LeBron. Timberwolves were cheating on defense. They had a good strategy. And with that, I will say, Mr., um, Mr. Darvin Ham, um, you need to pick up the white, white courtesy phone. Uh, I'd like to talk to you in my office because Darvin had a brutal game. I don't know what he was thinking in the first half with some of these rotations. Like, bro, he sat Austin Reeves for so long, and then Austin Reeves comes in and instantly makes an impact. And I know Reeves didn't shoot it great, and he had one really, really, really costly, stupid inbounds pass. But Austin Reeves is a difference maker who needs to be on the floor. It took him three quarters... Darvin Ham, to realize D'Angelo Russell, not his night. It's just not his night. Let's just go ahead and bench him. But at least he realized that. Um, uh, D'Angelo Russell clearly thinking about his old team, one of nine shooting, 0 for 4 from 3, a colossal liability. Um, It was was bad. It was the LeBron and AD show with sprinkled in some Austin Reeves. Rui Hachimura had a couple timely shots. Jared Vanderbilt didn't play that much, but defensively he hounded Anthony Edwards into a... he didn't card him the whole game, but Anthony Edwards struggled. 3 of 17, 0 of 9, and two of the shots were layups, I believe, in overtime. Anthony Edwards just didn't have it. I thought he would have a good game against the Lakers. It just didn't happen. Vanderbilt's defense was good. The biggest story, though, is the backup point guard, Dennis Schroeder. And this is what makes the Lakers dangerous. AD can have a so-so night. By the way, he did not hit his point total, Okay. Everybody knew, oh, my God, it was the most bet point total. Oh, over 25 and a half. And I went on social media late Tuesday. I was like, ah, that seems a little high. Everybody's betting it. Go the other way. Look at the rebounds. Of course, he cleared the rebounds. No problem. AD, okay night. Okay? LeBron, good night. Not great. Not his greatest performance. Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell, the starting backcourt, combined to shoot five of 22 and one of nine from three. Okay? In the fourth quarter, when they needed it, Dennis Schroeder took over. And this is why they're so dangerous. It could be a D'Angelo Russell, night. He can give you 30. Austin Reeves, we know, can give you 25-30. Rui Hachimura remains dangerous. I'm not the biggest Troy Brown fan in the world. I know a lot of people like him. Darvin Ham clearly does. Troy Brown, he might chip in with 10. Malik Beasley, who did not play a lot, interestingly, hit a big three in the third quarter. He he didn't play as much. My guy Lonnie Walker, chained to the bench. I don't understand it, whatever. Um, But the Lakers have so many different guys who can come up to beat you that on one night, it's going to be Schroeder. And Schroeder is a defensive pest. Folks, in 33 minutes, he was plus 22 off the bench. Dennis Schroeder, 8 of 8 from the foul line. He's as clutch as it gets. And he's the reason they won this game. Dennis Schroeder went off in the second half. They could not guard him. They, 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 nobody could stay in front of Schroeder. He was just a revelation for the Lakers. Now, I know he's got playoff experience. Remember, this is a guy who in Atlanta was basically their best player at times um, on, on some good teams. Uh, Schroeder, uh, he, he could be a difference maker. I, that's the kind of reason I like the Lakers. Now, I'll tell you right now, I think everybody's going to look at this. And remember, you got to fade what everybody else says. Oh, Lakers at home? Lakers trail 90% of the game, barely win an overtime. Timberwolves down their starting center, their best backup center, their best wing defender. Like, come on, that's a garbage. Lakers are garbage. They will be underrated going into Memphis. Memphis will have not played in about, what, a week? Some of the starters, a lot of rest. There will be some rust. I mean, I think getting involved with Lakers' first half I listen. Lakers are going to be live in Game One. Now I don't. I, they're not winning two in Memphis. That's obvious. But this is a team. I, you knew that they would come in against Minnesota and be totally gassed up. We got this. We got it's locked down. We we're going to win. They're missing everybody, and they played with that attitude. Very laissez faire and trailed for it felt like ninety percent of the game. It will be a different story in Memphis. I, I this is a Lakers team, and again they get a lot of rest. They just got to get one in Memphis, and then it becomes interesting. Um, we shall see. Timberwolves, they now will play the winner of tonight's game between the Pels and Thunder. I would assume Gobert will be back. McDaniels will not. Um, You know, they're probably going to need... Remember, Carl Anthony Towns is coming back after a long absence. Played 41 minutes. Hey, by the way, nobody could really stay in front of Carl Anthony Towns and the Lakers. I don't know who's doing that uh, on the Thunder. I definitely don't know who's doing that on the Pelicans. So I I think Cat will probably have a good game. Anthony Edwards will not play this badly. I think Minnesota probably wins um, their next game and advances to the playoffs. I don't think they're a serious threat to Jokic and Murray and uh, Michael Porter Jr. All right. Uh, the game was fun and interesting and I'm sure Heard and I are going to talk about it a lot today but I do do want to drill down a little bit on this Atlanta Hawks Trey Young saga and I know the Atlanta Hawks are not the biggest draw in the world but I'm just telling you this is absolutely fascinating
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live
5: Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to you.
2: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeart Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
4: So the Hawks Heat result is definitely secondary to the biggest story in Atlanta sports. I guess probably since the Falcons were chasing Deshaun Watson last year uh, around this time, um, Trey Young who's had a very rough year. All his numbers across the board are down. Uh, He's had a really nice little five-year start to his career. They made the playoffs. Remember, his first year in the playoffs, they went to the conference finals, uh, taking down Joel Embiid along the way. But his numbers are cratering. Um, 42% field goal shooting, 33% from deep. That's down from 38 last year. He is getting to the line more. His assists are up. Turnover's up a tick, but his scoring is down. But most importantly, the Hawks just aren't as good this year. Now, they did have the coaching change. Uh, Trey Young got his second coach fired, Nate McMillan. Quinn Snyder comes in. And the bombshell report, according to Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer, and I think Sam Amick has had some stuff, various reporters have chipped in on this. Nothing from Woj or Shams just yet. But... The Hawks front office has the green light to do whatever they want this offseason, and that includes trading Trey Young. Now, that is going to catch eyes everywhere. and We talked about it on The Herd yesterday. I I think the timing is the aspect of this I want to drill down on just for a second. You're on the cusp of a play-in, okay? A play-in game. And Kyle Kuzma even noted this. Why on earth would this all-of-a-sudden leak right before the Hawks have a play-in game against the Miami Heat I think the Hawks have a good roster. I was bullish on them coming in. I thought top four was in play, and none of it materialized. They could never string wins together. They did have a couple spotty injuries and illnesses. DeAndre Hunter can't stay healthy, the young kid from Virginia who's good. But why would you drop this on the eve of a play-in game, okay? I I, I don't like the way the Hawks have done this. And Let's be real. They've been a bit of a second-class organization here for a couple decades, Last time the Hawks went to the NBA Finals, I have no idea. I don't even think they've ever been. They had a good run with Dominique uh, in the 80s. And then, you know, they had the 60-win team that got destroyed by LeBron about, what, 10, 15 years ago. Like, the Hawks have been not quite like the Jets and the Browns of the NFL, but they've kind of been a disaster. This is a franchise that can't get in front of its own two feet. They had chances at free agents, never delivers. And now you draft Trey Young. Well, you know, the trade for Luka Doncic with the Mavs. You go to the conference finals, everybody's all geeked. And it's been a full-on regression since that happened. And Rob, this is the aspect that I really like. Well, not like, because I like these two players. I like Trey Young. Trey Young and Luka Doncic came out in the same draft. I think it was 2018. They were traded for one another. Instantly, they come into the league and are doing great. Both make the conference finals. Both teams then make moves to try to level up. The Hawks adding Dejounte Murray. Uh, the Mavs midseason, midseason adding Kyrie Irving, and all they've done since the conference finals is go downhill. And I like both of these players, but I almost wonder. And the Colin Kaepernick analogy still comes to me. He hit the NFL like a comet with Jim Harbaugh and that pistol offense, and it was unstoppable for a couple years. And then almost overnight, Kaepernick was figured out, and they started to bottle him up. He couldn't make the passes, couldn't make the reads, and it was over quickly. I don't quite think that's going to be the case for Luka Doncic, but I do wonder about Trey Young. Everybody loves to throw this at me, Rob. If you look at the last 40, 50 years in the NBA, what small guards have thrived and won titles? John Stockton got to the finals a couple times. Okay, wasn't even the number one on his team. Steph Curry is really the guy who's delivered. And then there's Isaiah Thomas with the Detroit Pistons. Other than that, the small guards have not dominated and I argued with Cowherd on the air. I'm like, listen, Trey Young came into this league similar to the way Steph Curry did. There were a lot of questions about Curry's size. Can he deliver? Trey Young only had one awesome year at Oklahoma. I think they lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And then next thing you know, it's like, wow, Trey Young's really good. And Steph Curry was real good. They get rid of Monte Ellis. Curry thrives in the right system, right? First Mark Jackson, then Steve Kerr. Then you put them alongside Klay Thompson, you get Draymond Green, you get that system working, and they're on fire. I think at this point, the Hawks are simply looking for the right system. Obviously, Trey Young is not going to be Steph Curry. Could he be a poor man, Steph Curry? A homeless man, Steph Curry, where he can hit the 30-footers, keep the defensive defenses honest, and then get the right system involved? Can Dejounte Murray, who is not quite Clay Thompson— Right, as a shooter, but he's more dynamic offensively uh, off the dribble, attacking the rim. He's more athletic than Klay Thompson, and he's a really good defender. I do believe that there is salvageable roster stuff in Atlanta. I'm not nearly as negative on the Hawks as I am on some other teams. Like uh, Rob, I'll close with this. Minnesota's made a swing for the fences deal with Rudy Gobert. Atlanta made a swing for the fences deal with DeJounte Murray. Both in year one, again, remember, we don't let things bake anymore in sports. It's like overnight, if you don't have success, it's like the old question that I get from so many college students right around this time every year as they're graduating. Hey, man, how do I kind of get where you are, but not take like 20 years after school? How do I do it like overnight? How do I get there? How do I get kind of famous and kind of wealthy? And I'm not either of those, really. How do I get that quickly? That's all anybody wants to know. Speed, let that happen overnight. Nobody wants to let anything bake and grind I'm not going to push the panic button in Atlanta yet. My guess is they released this as like a, hey, Trey, be a good teammate. Fall in line. You're not bigger than the organization, okay? You're not Luca, You're not Steph. But we, we think you can get there, but just chillax a little bit, Trey. Just dial it back. Yeah, it, it, the timing of it is is
6: peculiar, right? I mean, I know that this has kind of been building over the last few months, but to have the actual report from Kevin O'Connor come out hours before the play-in game last night is just bad form by whoever the source is. Like, And, and even, that's not a KOC's fault, because if he has information, he'd be doing a disservice to his his audience to not share it, but whoever it is, you, they knew what they were doing, and it seemed like it was a a tactic used as a way to kind of get into trey young's head ahead of the playing game which i I, don't, I didn't really like that part um but as far as you know trading him i don't know if trading him if they decide to do that or keep him none of that's gonna matter if both he and the way the organization is run changes now you brought up that steph curry trey has been compared to steph curry since he was drafted I believe the guy who drafted him, Travis Schlenk, was also part of the brain trust that put together those Warriors with Steph and Mm. Clay. However, Steph didn't become all cap Steph Curry until Steve Kerr came in and totally changed the system that they ran. With Mark Jackson, Steph Curry was on the ball, pick and roll. He was very good, but he wasn't the all-time great Steph Curry that he would eventually become. He was unlocked in that system where he's coming off of screens, always in motion, never standing around, never really dominating the ball because it was either Draymond Green at the top of the key, uh, Andre Iguodala, Leandro Barbosa. Like they had a bunch of guys who could all do different things and create a little bit in that system. What Atlanta did is when they first started this whole thing, they drafted. Uh, excuse me, they drafted uh, Trey Young. They drafted Red Velvet. Kevin Herter, thinking that was going to be our new Stephen Clay. Yet they kept running the same pick and roll heavy system that is prevalent throughout the NBA right now. And that's not what makes the Warriors the Warriors. So, unless Trey Young is willing, and so far he hasn't been, you know, this is a fun stat I saw on Second Spectrum that said um, of the 52 qualifying players to make at least 40% catch and shoot threes over the last five years, he's the only one who does it under one and a half times a game which basically means that if he doesn't have the ball, even though he's a good shooter, he can hit the open shot, he's not doing anything. He's just kind of standing there and watching things happen.
4: Russell Westbrook style.
6: Exactly. So unless he is going to change the way he plays, which would be hard to ask him to do, number one, because he's been successful, number two, that style of play is what got him that max contract that is going to be hanging over Atlanta's head, then I don't understand. And if you're Atlanta, from their perspective, DeJounte Murray's a great player, but... You brought up the point about the six three guards, and no, no one that's small really wins at a high level. They doubled down and got another small guard to pair with them. Dejounte is a good player, but asking Dejounte Murray to guard wings is not like a great idea. De- oh, Deandre know, Hunter selling him a little. He's what six three? How many six three guards you know yeah. are gonna are gonna defend up?
4: I mean, he's, a, he's a long 6'3".
6: He's not 6'7", like Clay. Correct. Do you uh, expect he, him he, to guard up and guard a Jason Tatum, a Jalen Brown, a Kawhi Leonard, a LeBron? No, that that's not fair to no, him. No, that's DeAndre Hunter's job. That's, I, and, I, I, I and it seems like they kind of missed on him. It, the a, a Kongu quick a, a Kongu pick that was done a few years ago, out um, of USC, hasn't really panned out. So well, they, you're being a little no, hard. I, uh, no, no, what now I'm saying, I, like I got to defend. If my you're guys. expecting Golden State Warriors results you're not going about it the right way. Because that's basically what they tried to do, is try to duplicate the Splash Brothers, and it's just fallen flat on its face.
4: Yeah, well, Red Velvet is not known as a defender. Now he's with the Kings, and they play no defense. Murray, I, Murray actually 6'4", and is a, a, as known as a defender. But again, as you saw against the Heat last night, this is a team, Bogdanovich... Uh, Sadiq Bay—they can stretch the court. They've got the three-point shooters. John Collins, more than capable. I—I I, I like Akangwu. He's a real young kid out of USC, bouncy. He's actually had some moments. I—I I, I, don't kill me for this, but at 22 years old, he's had moments defending Giannis really well. Like, oh, this guy can kind of gets it. He's a shot blocker. He's mean. He's tough. Um, I actually like the build. What I—what I find is interesting, Rob, with this Hawks team. And I don't know, like, what the market is for Atlanta Hawks to, to go this long on them in a podcast, but. Their front office now consists of uh, Landry Fields, who I felt was in the league like five minutes ago playing for the Knicks, um, and, and the, um, I think the Raptors. Assistant GM Kyle Corver, who was in the league, like I think the year COVID hit maybe, uh, or the year before that, and then Quinn Snyder. Now, Kyle Corver played for Snyder in Utah for one season. If you come in kind of together, right, the GM says, hey, Quinn Snyder, that guy did wonders in Utah. I mean, look at Donovan Mitchell and Gobert; they they were thriving. I know they didn't get to the uh, NBA Finals, like it's tough, you know, during the Warriors dynasty. Um, but I like that mix of Corver and Snyder. My guess here is they don't want to move on from Trey Young, unless it's like, gosh, he's a total disaster. He can't win anything. Look at how he craps himself in playoff games. He doesn't want to work well with others because remember they gave up a lot to get Murray. And then what's the market for Trey Young? I mean, you're sitting here telling me he's not that good. He doesn't defend. Homeless man, Steph Curry. You said homeless man, Steph Curry. Okay, fine. (laughs) How many teams are in the market for a six-foot-nothing guard who is, like, I don't want to say historically a bad defender, but he is certainly in the bottom of the barrel when it comes to defenders at point guard in the league. So now it's like, what can you get for Trey Young? Honestly. Like, I don't know. Uh, this was a topic we talked about on Herd on uh, Tuesday. Rob, who, who who would you rather have, Jalen Brunson or Trey Young? Jim. And the results to me were shocking. Everybody's bailing on Trey Young. Remembering he was an alpha, the number one option in Atlanta when they got to the conference finals and they lost to the Bucks and Giannis. Okay? Um, one game seven on the road. He didn't play great, but he had 21 and 10. I think he had like 19 assists in a pivotal game. He had like 39 points in another game. He was the number one when they got to the conference finals. Jalen Brunson has never been the one. He was the two to Luka when they got to the conference finals. Mavs fall off a cliff without him. Would you call him the one or the two with Randall? Are they 1A, 1B? I don't totally know, but I think we would agree. They ain't going to the conference finals. So I, this, the, the Brunson-Young thing is interesting. Can you get Young to buy in as a, hey, bro, sorry, you're not the alpha. We need you to move off the ball a little more. We need you to try to defend like he's gonna have to change who he is and that is a little tough to sell to a 24 year old who was a top five pick and has been the man since like what junior year in high school
6: yeah and and honestly it would be unfair to him to ask him to change it that quickly considering they just gave him what was that a five-year 250 million dollar contract like the hawks bear as much if not more of the blame than he does they knew what they were getting like it's like the the, uh, the Lakers front. What off.
4: other choice did they have though?
6: No, what I'm saying when they gave him that contract, they already we already knew what he was. Like we know what his style of play is. He's an undersized guard. He's good at drawing fouls. He can shoot it a little bit, not as good as he he thinks he can, you know. But he's you got, you can't really just leave him open, and he's not a good defender. So in that case, you have to build a roster that's going to make up for his deficiencies. That's an issue that. The Dallas Mavericks have had with Luka a little bit because they they try to fit Kyrie Irving in there rather than load up on more 3 and D guys. That's an issue that several teams have had. And so if you're going to stick with him, which I think that they should because I don't know if you can upgrade from him given the contract that he has and the level of talent that he is, your issue is not necessarily him. It's the rest of the roster.
4: So I was uh, in that story by uh, Kevin O'Connor. There was an interesting stat that you kind of alluded to earlier. Trey doesn't like to move without the ball, but on catch and shoots, he's 40% from three in his career. The problem is he only shoots one one point, one right. and a half of those per game. Right? So, you know, Steph Curry did adapt and change. He was ball dominant at Davidson, just like Trey Young was at Oklahoma. And he was able to adjust. Now, Can Quinn Snyder get Trey Young to buy in? You say that's not fair. How is that not fair? Quinn Snyder's done more in the NBA, uh, was on a a dominant Duke team. I know I'm dating myself way back in the 80s, coached really well at Missouri. Yes, I'm a college hoops nerd. You know this, Rob. Listen, Quinn Snyder, I I don't want to sit here and call him the man, but he went to an Elite Eight with Missouri, went to a couple NCAA tournaments, and lost in the conference semifinals three times with the Utah Jazz. Like this is a guy I like him. I know people will say, "Oh, in the playoffs, Jay, look at his record. He's like a million games under 500." Well, you know what? It, it, it's tough to win in the West when the Warriors are utterly dominant and went to the finals. How many years? F- five or six? Something insane like that.
6: Yeah, but it's not like they lost to the Warriors every year. They lost to the the corpse that was the Clippers when Kawhi Leonard was hurt. Remember that one? That was no, the don't straw remind, that broke the don't so, well, that ended the and <laughs> and, and look, time. I like Quinn Snyder. I kind of wanted him to be the Lakers coach for, before they got mm. Darvin Ham. But if I'm Trey Young and this is just me putting myself in his position and his shoes, Trey Young has been more successful in the NBA than Quinn Snyder has as a coach. Quinn Snyder's reputation around the league is great regular seasons. Flame out in the play playoffs. Okay,
4: what's Trey's reputation?
6: Trey Young is still he's still eating off of that that trip to the Eastern Conference Finals.
4: Well, I, apparently, I'm the only one eating that, Rob. <laughs> people are people. Honestly, when when Heard and I Cowherd and I were talking about this, you know, people are like, "Are you kidding me?" Jalen Brunson by a mile, and the poll was totally lopsided. It was like 65, 35, five thirty five. I'd rather have Jalen Brunson. This is a guy who the Mavs didn't want to pay fifty four million dollars to. I know. <laughs> you know, it, it's a little insane. I'll close out by saying this. Obviously, I like the Hawks. I think they've got a chance here. Um, and I, I'm i not selling my Trey Young stock yet. Are you unloading yours? No. Okay, that's good. We we'll finally agree with something. What Trey Young isn't is on my all-NBA list. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the
3: nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be.
0: 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Terms apply.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
2: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
4: I'm only going to do the top two because there's so many injuries and so many missed games. I'll leave the third off. Um But Trey Young did not make my All NBA team. All NBA ballots were due this week. And I know a lot of guys, Rob, are doing that fuzzy stuff, like your guy Broussard. I heard him. Chris Broussard covered the league for like 30 years. Friend of the show. Coming out saying. Still the friend of yeah, the show. Friend of the show. Coming out. Oh, yeah, I put uh, Jokic at center and Embiid at forward. On what planet is Joel Embiid a forward? And then I was like, okay, so who got screwed, Tatum or Giannis? Oh, neither. Jason Tatum's a guard. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Sorry, Broussard. I'm not operating like that. I'm going to keep it 100 As the young kids like to say, I'm going to go Jokic at center over Embiid. Sorry. Jokic nearly averaged a triple-double for like 75% of the season. The guy is really, really good. I know it's tough to give an MVP award three times, and when Jokic gets destroyed in the playoffs, see, Jason, I told you so, but somehow the scrutiny doesn't hold up for Embiid. Nevertheless, I went Jokic at center, Giannis and Tatum, the clear-cut forwards, and my guards were Steph Curry and Donovan Mitchell. Do you hate that? Uh, Donovan Mitchell slightly over Shade Gilgis Alexander, who we will see tonight in a playing game. And then over De'Aaron Fox, who made a quantum leap. Um, and I love a lot at the, at the other guard position.
6: Um, no, I don't hate it. And, and, and just quickly in fairness to Broussard, cause me and him got into it really bad on the odd couple earlier this week on Monday night about his all NBA ballot. Um, It's not his fault that the NBA is trying to do this where they list them at both positions because they feel like they both deserve first team, and I understand that. I just would wish that you would be like, no, I'm not going to do that because we all know he's not a center, right? So that's the only thing. Um, But no, as far as you're all NBA, the the two that I disagree with with you are Jokic over Embiid, and you have Steph over uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. But other than that, those other three, we are lockstep, and the two that we disagree on, I have them right there on second team. So it's not like we're yeah. like, totally at, at, at odds in this whole
4: situation. Now, I know there's going to be some issues with the second uh, team. I have him beat at center. Yes, I have LeBron James at one of the forward positions. People aren't going to like that. That's fine. LeBron in year 20, his stats have, are basically like what they were 10 years ago. It's ridiculous. The guy's unbelievable. And Luka Doncic, despite missing the playoffs— Is that forward? Now, I would, I already recanted he's the best player in the NBA. It worked well for two years. I wrote wrote it. I believed in it. You missed the playoffs. You clearly can't be the best player in the NBA. As such, I have him on second team, but I would not have him top five MVP. And then my guards, SGA and De'Aaron Fox. I know people are going to howl about Ja Morant being off the team. He wouldn't even make my third team, guys. I'm sorry. When you get suspended for multiple off-the-court infractions, the – uh, what what are they calling it? Um, uh, uh, not they didn't use rehab, Rob, but they used some other word. Uh, so a uh, treatment facility, treatment like, therapy. Get the hell yeah. out of here! Give me the get out of here with this garbage. No, the uh, listen. If you're injured and you have to miss games, that's one thing. When that happens, because if you had incidents off the court and you're trying this new rehab thing where you're like trying to rehab your image and uh, your dad showing up courtside with like what was it a redemption sweatshirt? Like get out of here. I'm sorry, John. No, you're a great player. Probably probably second-team stats, maybe a decent case for first. Um, but he wouldn't even make my third team. I would definitely have Sabonis third. And then it gets to, like, Laurie Markin into the Jazz, and I hear the eye-rolling. Uh, Jalen Brown, James Harden certainly in there. Um, I, I can't put KD. He played in, like, what, 47 games. Um, you know, I would, Devin Booker has a strong case. But ultimately, third team is just like, you know, I, I can't get too worked up about that, Rob.
6: Yeah, where well, I have a big issue with you. Oh, and it's not I mean, not the LeBron this, James. Because, right? um, you know, I think you can, you can find a way to get him there because he was great when he played. I will not, and I will go to my deathbed on this, be on board ever with a guy missing the playoffs, his team missing the playoffs, and him still making All-NBA. So by my definition, Luka Doncic eliminated completely. He cannot be considered for All-NBA. In the same way that you feel like you cannot include John Morant because of his off-court transgressions. I I just I don't feel comfortable rewarding a guy who had his team tailspin from a top 4 home court advantage seed to completely out of the play-in Wait, where there's 10
4: on. teams. He had his team tailspin. I need a 22nd timeout, Rob. Um they were 4th in the West yes. when they traded for Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Okay. 4th in the West. Kyrie Irving comes to the team and as we've chronicled on this podcast for I guess the better part of 2 years, Anywhere he goes, he's like a flamethrower to the organization. Just burns it down. Ruined uh, what LeBron had built in Cleveland. Um, went and detonated in Boston. Couldn't get along with the young guys. Goes to Brooklyn. Let me start a team here. Runs a couple coaches out. Um, it's all around ugliness. The James, I can't wait till James Harden finally talks about what, he's, what was going on in that locker room with the burning sage and his reactions to it. And then he goes to Dallas, and they go from 4th to 11th. Go, uh, the, the, the only change there was Kyrie. I don't want to hear about the schedule. Uh, I don't want to hear about the Dorian Finney-Smith mattered, but Kyrie goes to the team, and they go from fourth to eleven. So you can blame Luca all you want, but uh, I can't. I can't ride with that.
6: I'm not saying I'm blaming Luca. What I'm saying is, and he deserves a lot of blame. Like I say, he's you know free and clear of this. But there, I don't understand how you can reward a guy with an All NBA spot and a access to like a Supermax contract or whatever it is. These incentives that they can get. When his team sucked, like that, that there, there's got to be the, it, those two lines of thinking to me don't jive together. Like I don't understand how you can leave off a guy like John Morant, even though he was popping off, you know, on the gram and be- wait, with wait, what, a, beating up a teenager and, and, and like going he, to the
4: mall to harass mall employees. Yeah, and like, and, like, and didn't want to sell a sneaker to his mom. I, come on, look, like I, got to grow up. He,
6: yes, cool. I. Everything you said is true, but his team was really good. They were the two-seed in the Western Conference. I don't fair. I don't see how you can reward Luka Doncic for being not even mediocre, like their team was just bad, and then decide that you're going to keep all-NBA from John Morant when his team was great.
4: No, that's a fair pushback, um, and reasonable minds can agree to disagree. Um, it, it hurts me deeply that we have to wait until what October to see Luka Doncic again he's just so fun to watch yelling at the referees (laughs) Uh, all of it I just I love it endlessly Um, all right Uh, let me get to the best bet for tonight's two playing games which are not nearly as attractive as last night's
3: the only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it here's your best bet
4: I'm going to do a quick best bet. Again, take your winnings from last night. Enjoy them. Because I don't know really what there is here with Raptors-Bulls. My problem is I do love me some Zach Levine. However, the Raptors, are they can defend him well on the wing. This is a Raptors team. Remember, early in the season, I'm like, why did the media love these guys? I, I don't get it. I don't see it. And, and the Raptors were super struggling. Um, it looked like they were going to miss the playoffs. And all of a sudden, it's like they start rebounding, they get a little healthier, and, you know, next thing you know, it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. Uh, Is this team good? So they were favored by four, uh, went up to four and a half. I see it at five this morning. Um, I, I, It's just – the Bulls are so banged up. You know, it's really difficult to make a case when – I mean, uh, I'm looking at the – the basically the breakdown of the Bulls' best players. Like Vucicic, did I say that right? Nikola Vucevic. Vucevic. I'm sorry. Uh, Vucevic. He's okay. He doesn't play any defense. I think the best player on the floor is probably, probably Zach Levine, but Pascal Siakam has a strong case for all NBA. Uh, OG Ananobi um, is a great wing defender. And I, I, this addition of Podol, um from the Spurs you know, he's just a problem inside. I, I don't think Toronto's capable of running away with it. Um, I just, I don't love them. I guess if you ask me, Jason, what's the play here? I would probably take a gander on Chicago Bulls first half. Uh, I don't have a strong conviction in this team. I do think Levine and DeRozan could come out. DeRozan, of course, the revenge game on the Raptors franchise he played for for many, many years. It's just ultimately, I feel like the Raptors are a better team. So I, 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 now, but I won't bet them because I, again, I don't trust this team at all. So I would take Bull, I would look at Bull's first half and I would, I would consider Bull's for the game. I I think DeRozan could have a rough one against his former team and he's like a mid range king, whereas Levine is going to really have to go off in this one. He's played really well the last, you know, couple weeks here. Um, In the other game, I feel a little bit stronger about the Pelicans and it's nothing that, um, it's nothing really about the Thunder. They're just too young. I, I mean, the best player on the floor, as much as I like Brandon Ingram, has to be Shea Gilgis-Alexander, but can he do it by himself? What's going to happen when Jose Alvarado runs wild on you? No, Um. in reality, it's... I, I like the Pels. I don't think SGA can do it himself. It, OKC's frisky. You know the Lakers did not want to see him at all. Um. Yeah, I would say give me... Give me the Pels, favored by five. At what do they call the smoothie center? Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, playoff tested against an OKC team. You know the lights are going to be bright. This is a national TV game. Win and move on. Though they got a young guys, a lot of young guys who are not afraid at all. But there's also kind of that. Oh my gosh, what are we getting ourselves into? I know both dogs covered last night, but historically. The favorites in the home teams have rolled. And again, there's not a ton of history in the play-in. I think, what, do we have two seasons of play-in games? Um, Yeah, so I'm going to ride with the Pelicans in – I looked at the under, but these totals, man, everybody and their mom was on Lakers' Wolves over, and it was 95-all with 30 seconds left. (laughs) And it went overtime. It didn't sniff the over. So, um, yeah, give me the Pels 110-OKC-99. One ten ninety nine. I did notice you guys will laugh at this. In uh, ESPN, will do sometimes like who they think will win games. They had seventeen analysts say Heat would beat the Hawks. Heat lose outright. Seventeen analysts said the Lakers would beat the Wolves. They did, but they needed overtime. Pelicans Thunder is kind of split eleven five Pel's and. Raptors-Bulls is 11-6. So, uh, uh, again, tonight's game's not as enticing. Uh, I think—I would assume that means we'll get at least one blowout. That's my prediction. All right, that's a long, long podcast for Wednesday. We've got a surprise guest tomorrow. I think you guys are going to love him. Covers one of the teams in the playoffs we haven't really talked about. That's tomorrow. Talk to you then.
3: Infinity presents a new
4: chapter in luxury.
0: You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Oh, okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say, nothing. Because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Terms apply.